This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome back to the MK1 podcast. You already hope for everything Milton Keenstones. Well, I think we were kind of hoping to come onto the call tonight and be in a bit more of a positive mood regarding Dons uh, after the weekend. But unfortunately, um, <laughs> I don't think we came in a much worse mood to be honest after watching Saturday's performance. But uh, well, I think we'll try and avoid it as much as possible. Um, but before we before we get into all the episode tonight, uh, gents, how are we overall? Ross, how you doing, mate? You know, at least we've got the plenty of nil-nil draws in the World Cup. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll get on to the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what, we've got well, that's probably the main topic tonight, the World Cup, to be honest, because it's much better talking about Don. So uh, we'll get on to that in a bit. But um, Joe, how you doing, mate? Yeah, yeah, bit very busy myself. Uh, the lead Black Friday coming up. Um, for all your homeware needs, go to dartome.co.uk. Just a little plug there. <laughs> um, but, but no, it's, yeah. Just uh, yeah, gearing up for Black Friday and um, yeah, a lot of prep for Christmas and stuff. So very busy at the moment. And uh, I, to be quite honest, it's a welcome distraction for from things that are going on the pitch at the moment. <laughs> yeah, literally, I think this is my first week in the house, probably not like three weeks. So I'm glad to be sitting down for a minute. To be honest, uh, it's absolutely mental. But yeah, I say you're right. It's um, being busy is a nice distraction from Don's at the moment, which uh, I think we'll just get out of the way with. It's um, dreadful. Quite frankly, um, obviously, I wasn't there on the day, but I watched it and I thought I know Ross and Joe were in Barnsley, unfortunately, where it's pissing it down. Um, and yeah, I mean, we've, we've all said it, it was the worst performance of the season. Um, I, I just don't know what we were doing the whole game. The fact we even scored a goal is a miracle, to be honest, because luckily, my wife is a really good player. Um, because any other player in that position wouldn't have scored that, uh, from my squad anyway. So, um, yeah, boys, I mean, you were there on the day, it was bad. Um, any more than that, really. I think from minute one, we could just, it was just wave after wave of Barnsley attack. Um, it was almost like I, I, I pretty much noticed it straight away. And I may, I may have been wrong, but it, to me, it looked like we were quite happy to sit back, soak up pressure, and then try and counter attack them. And, but it, to me, we were just backing off and backing off. The first goal, 
O'Hara seems, you know, like he doesn't want to commit to a challenge. The ball gets crossed over and you, and uh, Williams has got to run on duels and scores. Um, their third goal, especially, you know, people are just backing off in the midfield. There was no bite in the midfield. McEachern was fairly neat and tidy in possession, but, you know, you, there was no bite, as I say. Um, I think that our whole left side really was not great in terms of Lawrence, Johnson and Jules. I think they had games to forget, really. And, you know, a lot of the time, you know, well, virtually this last six weeks, we've been saying, look, we've been unlucky with goals we've conceded, a couple of poor set pieces, you know, Wickham scored a wonder goal. But all three of these goals were poor, in my opinion. They were, you know, two crosses where the, the man was unmarked. And we, we're playing three centre-backs. You know, you're thinking, yeah, you know, we've got three centre-backs here. We, we should be covering the box. You've got people like Bradley Johnson, who's, you know, around six foot or so. And then you've got the wing-backs as well. So there's, you know, plenty of people capable of tracking runners and things like that. And it just was not to be. And I think we lost it in the... Yeah, just just the key moments, and in terms of creating anything, there was just nothing. I mean, we had two shots in the entire game. One of them was scored by Mo Issa, who, as you say, that's what he does. Um, but the the other shot was from a corner in the last minute from Bradley Johnson. So, I, it was just a real, you know, when we've played well this season, it's when we've tried to be on the front foot. It's when we've really had a go, been aggressive. To me, we seemed like we were trying to counter attack. And I don't want to say we were playing for a point because I'm sure we absolutely were not. But I just think we were a bit too passive. And ultimately, we, we yeah, it, 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 we just got ripped apart at times. Yeah, I mean, I echo most of that. To be fair. I really don't know what um, Liam Adam was trying to do uh, watching that game back. And obviously, you know, game plan to get the window, we step onto the pitch and players can change things in their heads and that can change a game. But yeah, it, for me, it was... It was really, really bad. And Ross, I'm sure you echo the uh, the negative sentiments that performance. Yeah, it was, it was diabolical. But Joe put it nicely there, but these players need to have a hard look at themselves and realise, yeah, I can accept losing, but losing in that way is just wrong. And I think, I think, yeah, we, we were to, we obviously went into the break uh, level, and then you thought. We're going to kick on here. And then it was just a completely different team. And I think they weren't acting like a team. And as you, as you say, it's simple things and fundamentals of a football team is marking your man or just a communication. And there was nothing within this or within that side on Saturday which showed that. And I think these players really need to have a look in the mirror at themselves and, and say to themselves, do I really want... A, do, do I really want to uh, have a start in place in this team? And I know it's harsh to say that, but we travel every weekend home and away, home and away. And I'm not asking for wins each week like last season because of we knew what quality we had, but the effort which was shown on Saturday just, just went through me. And I think it's just, there's no excuses for it. And you, you, we can turn around and say, oh, well, the performances have improved recently. The results haven't, and at the end of the season, oh well, we had these five five performances in a row where we look good. You, you don't look at that; you look at the results and how many points you got. And at the moment, it's looking very bleak. I have to say, just on that, Ross, you, you mentioned about you know the results and the performances. We we lost three one on last Saturday against Derby, 
but not a single one of us were really sort of critical of that performance because we sh we showed good things we showed good intentions in that game whereas this game as you say it was it, it was quite pathetic really it was really bad so you know we're not just sorry we're not just um, you know slagging the team off for the sake of it we're um it's just we we can take we can take losing and it's not losing in the right way but it's actually just showing some guts and do trying to do the right things i don't know what what they were really trying to do on saturday yeah, and I, I've had my rant on this whole performance on a different podcast, which I'm sure I will plug later in the week. But yeah, I don't know what they were doing. And I suppose, when does it change? Well, when that's the, that's the thing, like, when does these results actually come? Because as Liam Manning said, you know, it all, all that matters is the points on the board. It doesn't matter how we play. And of course, it matters to the fans in some senses. But, you know, what we got, like, some stupid points out of 36 um, recently. And funny enough, I'd our opponents actually Pompey have a similar record, although it's mostly draws compared to losses. But when does it change? And I, I, I just I struggle to see it at the moment. I don't know what you boys think of when it when you think it's going to click or when you think players are going to back their ideas up. But for me right now, um, I'm struggling. I really am. I mean, Ross can talk more about it, but um, I, I hope it is just a blip. I mean, we did have a game on on Tuesday night yeah, and um, yeah. eight changes were made. It actually looked to me like we were playing four at the back, four, two, three, one. Was that right, Ross? Yeah, yeah. They, they, they... See, at the start of the season, we were chopping and changing like anything. And I was, you know, criticising Manning for that. And I was saying, you know, we need to, and then when we did have a, when we did have a settled team, we then, you know, did go on a bit of a, a better run, let's say. Um, I don't mind the four at the back, but I just hope this isn't a case of we're going to just keep chopping and changing. If he's going to go to this four at the back, let, let's stick at it, right? Yeah, because I, I, I want to see some consistency because we consistency is what has brought us, you know, which is brought us up. It's brought us up a level from how we started the season. Um, so, yeah, interesting that he just, just to note that he did change to the four at the back. I can't talk of the performance. I wasn't able to make it last night, but... I just hope we're not at the stage where we're going to start chopping and changing, you know, five, six changes every league game because I think that's not what needs, not, that is not what is needed at this moment in time. Yeah, and that's the thing, like, when does he settle? Because um, he hasn't been recently, um, maybe formation-wise, apart from the cup games, but I don't think, think team-wise he's, he's settled for a little while, to be honest with you. And, you know, I, mean, I, know, I know I spoke to Ross before the Newport game and he was sort of saying that, I was expecting players like Tucker and Grant to start, and he told that to be of a risk. And you know, from what I've heard from the two midfielders, they just weren't solid at all. They was getting bullied, and this is League Two Newport we're playing here, not League One Portsmouth or League One Derby. You know, we're playing like a another League Two team. Yes, we beat them, but we weren't exactly playing fantastic. And I'm sure Ross, obviously, you were there last night, and you can echo that. But you know, it's a win's a win, I suppose. But it wasn't exactly like a, a convincing performance. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a weird one for me because of we the performances in the cups um, of recent have been a lot better than what our league form suggests. But at the end of the day, you get judged. I said earlier on your league form, and I'm very much of a league person, and I'd rather do well in the league than the cup. But as you say, he obviously changed the back four. Did he? Did we look any any more solid? I'd I'd argue no. Um, but Again, the the thing which is going wrong for me is just 
just having that energy going up the pitch, yeah. Burns looked good. Barry, um, he, he was quite quiet, but Holland came on in the second half and looked all right. But as you say, Liam, there just wasn't enough fight in the middle of the park. And against Barnsley, we got overran in that in the middle of the park. Um, and then when, when we did try and close up um, tight in the middle of the park, they used Nicky Cadden out wide. So I think it's just the adapting we're struggling with at the moment. But on terms of the whole performance last night, I wasn't I wasn't impressed. But we done we done we got the job done effectively, and I think against the League Two side, you can take that for granted. But again, we're up against a different opposition, and I'm pretty sure if we performed like we did last night on Saturday, we'd be losing three four nil. Yeah, I mean, I'm honestly I'm I'm more than happy to develop players in men's football, but I think the players that were signed are just way too used to. Um, either lower level football, under 23s football, they're not just they haven't got the experience in men's football, unfortunately. Yes, that's the risk you take with some players in League One, of course. You're signing them from academies, they're maybe their first time loans, but I think overall, there's just so many players in this squad who just aren't used to the physicality and the overall quality of the league. And that's where we are, where we are in the league, to be honest, in the, in the bottom four. There's, there's not enough there right now. And yeah, you can change stuff in January, but end of the day, what we're going to probably sign. Well, if we're lucky, four or five players. Um, and I think you'd have to hit every player out of the park to even get to a level where we sort of consider that a acceptable season. Um, listen, we'll see where we are um, by January. Of course, a lot of games to play still in the league and in the cup. Um, thanks to our form in that. But yeah, it's a struggle for me at the moment. And obviously, are we going there Saturday? So I feel like I'm one to talk going to Pompey, but you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Eh? Also, can I mention? Also, can I mention about? Fans hope of these next few games um, in terms of, I think we play Burton after obviously the FA Cup and then we play Fleetwood. And then um, I think we've got Pompey Forest again. Green. For, Forest Pompey Green. Again, come, yeah, and Pompey also, yeah. Um, yeah, Pompey in the middle as well, yeah. I just, I've pointed at these games because of, yeah, you look at these sorts of games and you think Burton at Fleetwood are probably a set four out of six points between both of them and some some fans can argue six points but if we go to the start of the season and we, we really put things into perspective and say yeah you know, we, we, we're thinking about getting four points out of six six points or maybe six points against these teams we would have said it's pretty much a certain now we're questioning it and we're saying we need we they must win games for us and they are because of that gap has opened up to six points um, due to other teams picking up points. And I think clinging on to that hope is probably the worst thing you could do. And I'm, 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 I'm getting quite sick of it, if you ask me, um, or fans saying, oh, well, we, we've got easy fixtures coming up. And I think, I think the whole point of this whole topic, why I've mentioned it is I just want a competitive football team. And... I think we, we as as three on the pod, all want that. And I think just, I know we've discussed it, just going back to Saturday, just having that a bit of fight, desire, energy in your game and not ball watching, strolling around, looking for your pay packet as such. And I think, I, I know it's quite harsh to say that, but some players were showing that on Saturday. And I think what that's what irritates us as a fan base the most is the fact that they're not playing the MK way. 
And I, yeah, I just wanted to highlight that because of fans need to really open their eyes and question what needs to change first. Yeah, I mean, we are the easy fixture, right, at the moment. Um, everyone that comes to play is probably going to beat us, um, more than likely, unless in the Papa John's, of course, or a cup game. So, yeah, I mean, there's no easy games at the moment. We've just got to back up our ideas and actually do something with the football instead of just hoofing it to nobody and relying on lucky chances. It's just, we're not going to get anywhere with that football. And, you know, we'll, I suppose we'll see where we go in the next month or so. But, yeah, Joe? Yeah, I, I, I was just... I, I, me personally, I'm not looking at the table at all. I'm not looking at at the table at all. And, you know, there's still, um, they've got 28 games, right? There's still 84 points to play for, I think. Um, just, yeah, yeah, 84 points left to play for in this season, right? There's six points we need to make up. Uh, and, and we've got a game in hand. I, I, for me personally, yeah. So, as I say, I'm not looking at the league table at all. All I'm worried about is performances, and as Ross said, putting in not not just putting in a shift, but doing you know doing it with quality, which is what we did against Derby, which is what we did against Cheltenham, which is what we did against Wickham. And I think those games for me were positive. You know, even though we didn't really get any good results out of those games, we we knew we could see the direction we were heading, and we were, I was happy with that. So let's. I just really hope we don't fall into the trap of 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 really just sort of throw, starting to throw them, throw it in. You know, Plymouth was a game like that where we didn't actually start too badly. Oh, concede one. There we go. You know, shit's hit the fans, so to speak. So, um, yeah, I just hope that we can just continue to try and just churn out some decent performances because, you know, we, we've got players in this team that can get us out of this. Josh McEachra, Mo Issa, Dan Harvey, Tanai Watson, Jamie Cumming, Warren O'Hora, Dean Lewington. The, that's right. That's like seven players there that were all here last season and starting most of the games. You know, we 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 might not have that extra sprinkle of quality, but the core of what was there last season. Uh, okay, maybe not the top level best players from last season, but there's still a large chunk of that squad left. So, yeah, I just think for me, there's you know, no one needs to talk about relegation because we've got so long left. But if perform, but for me, if performances continue like the Barnsley one, that that's when I will be get will be getting worried. Yeah, and I mean the fact that, that the majority of the core is from last season worries me even more, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, all we can do is hope that they turn it around and uh, get their shit together. Quite frankly, because it needs to happen sooner rather than later. Um, if they want to keep their time in place, as Ross said, and quite frankly, they're they're time in the football club because. There'll be, there'll be a certain amount of time where they won't, they won't be here. So, um, yeah, hopefully that's not the case and hopefully they get their stuff together. But for now, it's um, very frustrating to watch and I think you can, everyone can understand our stance on that one. All right, swiftly moving on from that, a bit more, bit more positive. Uh, the World Cup, boys. Obviously, first week is not over yet, but a lot of the games have been played. Obviously, we still like let, yet to see Brazil. Obviously, Belgium are happening as well. We're as about to start recording this right now. How have you found the tournament so far? Obviously, some shocks in there, some boring games, but on the positive, England are pretty good. Oh, we start on with England or we can do, yeah. Yeah, I, I would say I'm surprised not many people have mentioned that we did give a few chances away. Um, the first half there was that cross where he was unmarked, should have done better. And I mean the penalty, we know we should have had a penalty for the of Maguire course, yeah. challenge. Shocking. Um 
Um, a big fan of the added injury times, by the way. I, I really am. I mean, we've been, I think last season we may have fell victim to a few uh, time-wasting actions of certain goalkeepers and players. <laughs> um, however, I think that, I think that it's, it's, it's good because it's just going to discourage that sort of behaviour. Um, but yeah, overall, I think it's been an all right tournament. I don't think we've really had anything. We've had a few good upsets. Uh, Japan team I meant, did mention might, yeah, be, yeah. might do okay. Um, they they uh, upset Germany. But, you know, it wasn't as if Germany battered them by any means. So um, that could be interesting. Germany could be one of the first teams to go out if they lose to Spain and... Uh, Japan get a result against Costa Rica next uh, which, I think uh, it's Saturday, they, which they will do because Costa Rica yeah. are terrible <laughs> well yes yeah, so Costa Rica uh, losing 7-0 to Spain just as just before we recorded um, yeah it's been an alright tournament I don't think anyone's really been amazing so far other than Spain um, but you know France have been alright but again they you know they, they conceded first and they did look a bit vulnerable at times to Australia again with us you know England we played well but again we conceded two goals so that there was a vulnerable side to us so I think no team has really put their mark on it other than Spain so far so uh, yeah very interesting yeah I mean the injury time is an interesting one because I do think it's a bit excessive um, I, I completely back the idea of you know um, counteracting time wasted and all this but to have like I think it was admittedly there's a massive injury in one of the games but like 15 minutes added time it's a, it's a bit crazy for me um, but I mean, Ross, what are your thoughts on so far? I mean, obviously Spain, as Roy, as Jay mentioned, Spain and England's looking pretty decent. Um, obviously some shocks in there, but how you found it so far, mate? Yeah, I, I, I get a feeling a lot of teams just don't want to lose that first game and they're, they're more than happy with a point. Um, just thinking about, I know obviously the Dutch, um, they went on to obviously win the game, but the way they played in that first half, it was really poor. Um, but Senegal, obviously, they set up. They set up, and they they would have more than happy took a point. But obviously, down to Mendy's um, oh, well. <laughs> for one reason or another, um, he's decided to palm it away. To um, I think it was Klassen in the end. Um, but anyway, um, yeah. Overall, I, f- I just feel I get a feeling that a lot of teams, especially in this first game, don't want to lose. So they they're more than happy with setting and taking the point, but. I, obviously, you've got the major one. Obviously, Saudi Arabia beating probably the favourites. Argentina, Argentina robbed, by the way. Absolutely Pardon? robbed. Argentina <laughs> absolutely robbed that game. <laughs> well, De Maria, oh. De Maria missed that mid. Oh, God. oh yeah. Well, they had a, they had a chances, but the, uh, the best thing about theory, that man. was the Saudi Arabia Arabia goalkeeper who the ball he'd, the, he'd come charging outside the box to grab a ball, and there'd be three defenders on the line. <laughs> it's like it's... <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, it's. As I say, it's it's only going to get more exciting as as the group as the games go on now because of obviously nations will be fighting for places in the uh, round of sixteen. So as long as uh, we do our job, England um, do our job on Friday, obviously we'll proceed. But uh, we'll we'll see anything further on. Yeah, I mean, Joe, how do you fancy a chances against the US on Friday night? Obviously, they put up a, an okay performance against Wales. Of course, Gareth Bale to the rescue with a penalty, but it's, it's, I suppose it's a... We've got to play both those teams yet to go, but I think we've got a good chance of beating the US, surely. I mean, I know we're obviously superior as a team, but it's well good football, isn't it? End of the day, tournament football. Yeah, I think Wales, I mean, they scored a freaking good goal, didn't they? But, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I think... 
with 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 the United States, I think they they started really well, but I think that was more due to Wales just being absolutely crap and just completely getting the setup completely wrong. Yeah. And as soon as they put Kiefer Moore on, Wales were the better team by a mile. And USA just they were just so open um, at times. And this was Wales, you know, Wales, a great team, you know, a great team, but not necessarily, you know, with other than a couple of players, but those, you know, you mentioned Bale and Ramsey, but that they were half fit and half fit Bale and Ramsey were pretty much out and the key for more, you know, yeah, they were pretty yeah. much outplaying that USA backline in midfield. And I just think the USA just really faded. And as soon as Wales actually got their, you know, tactics better, they would, they had that, they were doing nothing in the game and they didn't really have any chances on the break or anything. And you look at the pace and uh, in their team and you think, yeah, surely they'll have a few chances on the break. And, you know, I thought Pulisic uh, was quite disappointing. He obviously played that assist through, but there's so many times where he was just trying to do too much, I think. Um, so, yeah, I would, I'm more, much more confident about playing the US. I think with Wales, it's, it's almost like that Scotland game at the Euros. It, a lot of you know pride comes into it, even though half of them are born in England, um, and it's, it becomes one of them nitty gritty, horrible games where you know we'll probably just grind out a draw to to send ourselves through to the round of sixteen. I'd imagine. Yeah, and obviously, I think. Uh, well, I say, say we do get through, for example, touching wood and everything. Basically, um, our path to the later rounds is interesting now. We've obviously Argentina dropping points. Um, Obviously, France looked fairly decent, to be fair. So, yeah, it'll be interesting, actually, see if we get in the round of 16. But, um, yeah, look forward to it. It's been a good tournament so far. And I think, as Ross said, it's only going to get better uh, as we, the match uh, days go on. Each do a favourite moment of the uh, World Cup so far. Um, anyone got theirs? I'm still thinking of mine. Yeah, I'm still um, thinking. My, I, I think mine is the, the absolute outrage from the goal being disallowed after five minutes in the... Um, Ecuador Qatar game only for everyone to realise actually that was a very good refereeing decision. <laughs> um, yeah. And also just yeah. just big respect for Ecuador just absolutely turning that into the worst half of football I think I've ever seen in my life in the second half. <laughs> just really <laughs> happy with that too now. Um, so yeah, big respect to Ecuador for just completely killing that game. To be fair, mine's probably that Asano goal today. That was unbelievable finish by the way. First time um, I was touched it from midair and then I just Slapped at top bins, a fantastic finish. To be fair to him, and uh, yeah, obviously that's. I mean, yeah, as, as Joe mentioned, that might put Germany out. Which is to be fair, we. I was well. Joe said it, and I've said it privately that that group was always going to be a banana skin for someone. And uh, Germany is, but looks things. Excuse me, Spain could look really good. So I think Germany would do well to get a result against Spain. Uh, I, I know who mine is. Go the, on, me- the Mexican goalkeeper Ocho. Oh yeah, he, he always turns up. He always he's, turns up. The, the the goalkeeping performance of that guy. I think I think uh, he's been at four World Cups now. This is fifth. This is fifth. It's fifth. His fifth World yeah. Cup, and in every single one of well, three out three of them I've seen. Um, he's a goalkeeping genius. <laughs> Man, he and is, the fact that and, he is, and the uh, 
I've got Carol. He is to the World Cup what Mariah Carey is to Christmas. Just wheel him out for the World Cup. I'm convinced he's never played club football. Before. No, no, we it's don't like know him who he and that for Switzerland. Them two, I'm convinced they don't have clubs. They just come out for the World. They just wheel him out for the World Cup. And long may it continue. Well, the fact that Lewandowski hasn't got a World Cup goal in his career is crazy. By the way, um, I mean Saudi Arabia next, but by the looks of me, Saudi Arabia looked pretty good. So, phew, he's in trouble. Yeah. Right, boys, let's take a little break and then we'll jump into back into the FA Cup, back into Cup action with our public review. Uh, unfortunately, we do, yeah. <laughs> this podcast is a proud member of the Fan Hub 100. Football without fans is nothing, so we've partnered with Fan Hub to put fans first. Search Fan Hub app to play your part in the journey. Welcome back to latest opposition overview, uh, FA Cup weekend, of course. So back in the cup, which is probably a nice thing to hear for most Dons fans being where they are in the league. Uh, and we're delighted to be joined by Freddie from the PO forecast, chat everything about uh, Pompey. So Freddie, how are you, mate? Oh, I'm not so bad, Liam. But yeah, thanks for having you on. Uh, you've always given great analysis of uh, MK and our podcast, the PO forecast. So yeah, I thought I'd help you guys out as well. Yeah, I think... Um... Well, this this episode's version of your guys is more of a rant to be honest, how bad are we are. But uh yeah, no, I appreciate it. And if you want to check out um my feature on there and of course the boys' thoughts on Pompey and into this game, uh, please be please head over to the PO forecast where you can do that. Um but of course with Pompey, obviously, you know, in and around playoffs in the league seventh at the moment, but of course this has been the cup game. Um but obviously when I was on your, on your podcast in a week, Freddie, you spoke about your league form being eerily similar to ours, admittedly more draws and losses, but you know, it's been been a, a good start, but overall a bit of a shaky period, a bit of a shaky month or so. Yeah, definitely a shaky period, unfortunately, after a very good start. I think to give a bit of context, Pompey scored five goals in their last seven League One games. Off the top of my head, won one League One game in the last nine, with lots of draws in, mind you, but still it's taken a bit of a, a massive dent in the uh, promotion hopes, unfortunately. A lot of that is down to a few reasons. Firstly, we had a woeful period of injuries. I think it got worse to a point where we were playing our fifth and sixth choice centre midfielders, which is not ideal for any team in any division, really. Um, So that was one of the major causes. And it was just, well, the usual mistakes from individuals, poor, poor performances adding together, exacerbated by the injuries, really. And then a mixture of Pompey's system, a 4 4 2 a very attacking 4-4-2 at the start of the season when we were on a hot streak. Uh, it dried up, and I think a lot of teams found out how to defend against Pompey, unfortunately. Played played better with it in the recent EFL Trophy game against Ipswich, but we'll see. It hasn't um, hasn't set the world on fire, unfortunately. I hope Joey Barton wasn't right when he said we wouldn't get promoted using a 4-4-2, <laughs> but yeah, I, I hope his words are wrong. Yeah, and a bit like Don's, to be fair, um, which is strange. Your cup form's not been too bad, has it? Obviously, you know, you're through, actually, you mentioned you threw in the EFL trophy, um, like ourselves, into the next round, who find out who are playing, um, fully enough today, actually, as Zeph's host coming out. So I'm sure we're all eager anticipating that draw. Um, but of course, in the Epic of second round, we're a good chance of going to the third round. You know, obviously, your, I suppose, your cup form hasn't been the expensive league form in some senses this season, as opposed to Don's. But I mean, what are your thoughts on the league versus cup? Are you a big fan of the cups or do you prefer to get done the bread and butter? Uh, for most Pompey fans, um, always like a good, good FA cup run. Like that goes back. Of for, course. Yeah. Go back for donkey's years, really. Um, 
it was the same in the season just before COVID. It got all the way to the round before the quarterfinals against Arsenal. There was a lot of hype around that. Um, for the for the B team trophy, which I call it, there's not usually <laughs> a lot of interest until usually until if Pompey get to a semi final, and then people care again suddenly because it's like, oh, I get to, I get gonna go to a trip at Rem. Yeah, why, why, yeah. why not? Why not? We'll enjoy that. We'll forget the bad bits of the competition. We'll put part of that over there. I can go to Wembley for the day. So, but the problem is now this is the this is the record sixth season that Portsmouth have played in the third tier of English football. Um, if we don't get promoted, it'll be seventh. The focus for loads of fans is on the league. And yeah. considering last year was like a rebuilding season for Danny Cowley, literally stripping it all the way back from the Kenny Jacket era. <clears throat> this is a second full summer, brought in a lot of players. And then with the hot start, people thought, oh, it could, it could actually turn into something. And now there's a bit of negativity creeping back again because of the poor results. And it's justified, to be honest. But considering how competitive this league is, it goes down to five margins, whether you get into the playoffs or not, or automatics. Yeah, and obviously, um, a former Don who's at Don's for a long time, Andy Kellen, of course, joined the club, um, somewhat, somewhat recently. I mean, had a busy summer by the look of things, obviously, signing players, developing the stadium a bit more. I mean, how, how's he getting on from your perspective? Uh, in terms of what he has done, um, he's overseen major developments of Fratton Park, um, the North Stand, which is, um, Obviously, from the, from the MK Dons perspective, you'll have your away end. The North Stand is on the right-hand side as you're looking over the pitch. Um, lots of proper development on that. It looks gorgeous now. Same with the South Stand, the stand on the opposite side. Um, it's needed to be done for a long time since Fratton Park didn't have the respect given to it and uh, all the way from back when Pompey were a Premier League side. Um, so a lot of the work had to be done due to the health and safety reasons, but also to potentially expand the capacity of the stadium long-term if we're ever going to do that. These works had to be put in. So, yeah, his uh, his input on that is, and overseeing of that has been highly regarded by Pompey fans to a certain degree. Um, some fans are a bit reticent of him basically being, in their in their, in their words, a suit. So sort of giving, you know, very basic, very PR-driven answers. That's usually... Those comments sometimes come up usually down to when Pompey's form isn't very good, so you can take that what you will, really. Yeah, yeah. But no, I'm not. I I think he's doing a doing a reasonable job as a, a CEO. Um, the focus has mainly turned to um to Hughes, who is coming as a director of football from Forest Green, considering he has more impact on the playing side of things as director of football. I think that's where lots of fans are looking at at the moment in terms of personnel. And then obviously in terms of the players on the pitch, um, you know, one one player who would always stand out as Don's fans based off the summer and what could have what could have been and should maybe potentially should have been is Colby Bishop. Obviously, still top goal scorer in the league by a long margin. Um, I know he was rested in he got a few about twenty minutes, something like that against Ipswich in the midweek. But um obviously he had, he had a hot start, a bit like the team really, and it sort of fell off a little bit. Um so has he kind of been the epitome of your season so far? You know, had a good start. Got cold a little bit, but hoping to get get kicked started again. Uh, Colby Bishop, he's one of the major reasons why the four four two actually works. Um, played in a pair with Dion Charles, Atkinson, Stanley, an excellent striker. Um, can score multiple cut type of goals. Can battle with the defender. Movement off the ball in and around the penalty area, excellent. He was exactly the sort of player that um, Pompey needed for a while. Actually, in the half million pound figures, looking bang on, bang on in terms of value, really. 
the problem really with Pompey scoring goals hasn't been the strikers in themselves. It's down to the service that they've been given, which yeah. hasn't been good enough over, the, over time. Um, with the combination of midfield injuries in the centre of midfield to the wingers not producing as much, um, the crossing being effectively poor, because both Colby Bishop and Dane Scarlett are both really good at running in between centre-halves, making those runs, but if they're not getting provided those crosses, then it just it just doesn't work, really. So, Colby's been a great signing. Arguably the best signing out of all of them. But the service has been the real issue over the past month and a half or so. Yeah, well, I mean, hopefully for our sake, at least one game only, it stays that way. But, uh, I mean, how, how are the Pompey fans and, and yourself feeling heading into this Cup game? We'll see... It's a home game, so you'd like to think you back yourselves at Fratton Park, especially. You know, only lost two game, two league games this season, despite the amount of draws you have had. So, are you confident? Uh, it's a strange one. Um, Pompey fans are looking to something to cling on to. So, if we put in a really good performance, then they'll get a tiny bit up for it for the league again. If it's if it's a one 0 where both sides are fairly even, but Pompey get the rub of the green, I don't think he'll do much that much in terms of confidence mainly because it's a cup game, to be honest. It's a, yeah. It sounds silly and I don't want to be disre- disrespectful to the FA Cup, obviously, but that's just how it is sometimes. A lot of people, I think, like the matchup for Pompey for a certain extent because you mentioned on our show that some of the MK Dons players haven't got it physically. You mentioned Dara Burns and Dawson Devoy, both technical, skillful players, but if they can't handle it physically in the one, then there'd be issues. With Pompey's back four, that's a strength there. Pompey really strong in the physical going forward. Hopefully they can create some chances. They tried a back three for about 20 minutes in the game against um, <laughs> Ipswich yesterday. So suddenly the fans are really excited. Uh, we got a goal from it. So we're like, oh, are they going to change the formation? Probably not, to be honest with you. But no, I think most fans just waiting to see what happens with it, really. They'll only really be impressed with a strong performance considering it's just a cup game. If it's a 1-0 yeah. go to the next yeah. round, I think fans will just be like, okay, well, what about the next games against uh, Accrington and Wickham coming up? So would you, would you reckon you'll, both, you'll go full strength? I know we probably will because of our form in the league. Uh, probably. Um, Cowley likes a bit of rotation. He, ro- he rotated a fair bit in the EFL Trophy game, resting some people, um, considering I don't think Pompey have a midweek game after this game. It'll be Saturday to Saturday. So yeah. he'll probably just go first team to try and have some momentum there. He rested Barlam Pack yesterday um, so he could play in this game. So I assume he will be starting, one of our better players. And yeah, he will, he'll, Cowley will want to try and get some form going. So I assume he'll go pretty much as full strength as he can, to be honest. Okay, well, it sounds like two teams that really, more, well, like the form really more than potentially get through to the cup. But obviously it's a nice bonus to have for... Uh, Freddie, thank you very much for coming onto the podcast and giving your thoughts once again uh, for all our listeners. And as mentioned, if, if you fancy a little preview from our side of things and, of course, Pompey side of things, please check out the PO forecast to get all the latest stuff there. Cheers, Liam. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, I hope both of us enjoy the uh, the nil-nil that's going to happen on Saturday before we go to a replay. <laughs> Thanks very much, mate. Thanks very much once again to Fred for coming onto the podcast to give his insight on Pompey. Uh, by the sounds of it, lads, in the league anyway, uh, these lot as bad as us on sound of things. Obviously, one league win and nine. Obviously, a few more draws and losses than from our perspective. But um, for their perspective, about a crowd about 10,000 for this one. So it should be a decent-sized crowd compared to Stadium MK. Uh, so what, what are we thinking for this one? Uh, are we confident? I'm assuming not. But what do you reckon? I think I just want to see us 
as Ross said, you know, just show up, you know, not even in terms of, you know, just getting stuck into every challenge, but look, have a purpose about you, have an energy about you, you know, because because we've done that in games and okay, we maybe haven't created loads of chances, but we've been so much more creative when we've, you know, we've pressed from the front, when we've been aggressive. And I think we just completely lost that against Barnsley. And I really want us to see it, see that back. Um, it would be lovely to go through to round three of the cup, you know, set up a nice potential Premier League tie. Uh, I'm sure it'll be at home again because we, we're not allowed a nice away day. Uh, we must Let have done up, clearly. The, yeah, we must be done. We must have done something to the footballing gods to never deserve a, a top half Premier League team away from home. Um, but yeah, it, look, it's an opportunity again where I know, you know, I'm sure Manning's going to say this in his interview. It's an opportunity to get some momentum heading back into the league fixtures because, you know, Tuesday, you know, a nice 3-1 win, hopefully a bit of a lift. Um, so, and, you know, play a lot of the players would have been rested from the last league game, um, rested or dropped, you know, you make your mind up on that one. Um, so, yeah, look, it's an opportunity. And as you say, Portsmouth aren't in the best of form themselves, but with Portsmouth, we do know that they can crank it up. So I think it's, you know, being wary of that, putting in a strong performance, um, energy levels and and just a purpose to our game, which I just think has was was completely missing on Saturday. Yeah, and as we've been saying all season, really, you know, these cut games um, seem to just take the pressure off the players in some senses and some of them can play a bit more freedom, I suppose, Ross, right? So I suppose in some senses, this game is, is a bit of a relief for some of them because they can actually potentially go and get a cup upset and, well, I think it is upset in the grand scheme of things and potentially get into the third round, as Joe said. I I, I, I don't see it as a relief. I, I, I think there's pressure on this game. I think um, I'm expecting a strong lineup and probably an 11, which we'll probably see in league. Um, and if Manning doesn't do that, I think it's, I think he's taking it. I said to you, Liam, earlier on yeah. in the week, I, yeah. I, I do still think he's taking a risk because of, that team on Saturday, which um, we saw against Barnsley, they haven't had a chance to put put things the wrongs right. Sorry, and I think against Pompey, were pro- on their day, they are one of the best teams in this league, and the squad they've got is one of the best teams in this league. So you can't argue that, and I don't care what form suggests. And I know obviously you can look at that, but um, obviously at home you, you you expect them to win, but. I think that the main point on Saturday is to be, as Joe said, be competitive and um, let's hope we can um, put a decent performance for, for the fans, really. Yeah, I don't think there'll be a lot travelling down, um, to be honest with all of you guys, but hey, you know, ones that are travelling down, um, yeah, they deserve it, quite frankly. It's been a been a rocky, well, it's been a rocky season, basically. It's definitely been a rocky past week or so, so... Yeah, it'd be good to get a result and get into that third round. Um, hopefully you can make it. I know the trains are absolutely destroyed for both Pomachets, funnily enough. But if you can get to London, I'm pretty sure the trains in London are all right. So yeah, if you are there, um, hopefully it's not it's not too cold. It's all right down there. Hopefully you get a result. Um, and yeah, we'll see you guys next week. But until then, come on, you nons. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.